Tonight on Whiskey Waffle, we talk about the supernatural warehouse. It's a house that has been bitten by a werewolf. Ted comments on Nick's stamina. You could be a droop there. And Paul misquotes Game of Thrones. Load bastard like Jon Snow. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Hello, my name is Ted and this is Nick and we are Whiskey Waffle and we like to do all sorts of things with whiskey. Yep. Okay, one. now, Nick, over to you to introduce this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Whiskey Waffle Episode 3, a podcast that chronicles the adventures of two tipsy Tassie boys. My name is Ted. And my name is Nick, and we are from, well, the middle of nowhere. Well, the middle of somewhere. The middle of somewhere, yes. I mean, f- it's, it's, the, it's the middle of the area between Wynyard and Olveston. Which, for most people, is the middle of nowhere. We are from Bernie, Tasmania. Tasmania, Australia. Australia, the world. And we are talking about our favourite jams, and our least favourite jams, and all of the jams in between. Of course, we are the founders of WhiskeyWaffle.com. Um, you can find us at Twitter at WhiskeyWaffle. Feel free to drop us a line and tell us all the stuff we should be talking about um, that we're not. And feel free to tell us about the stuff that we are talking about that we shouldn't. And we kick off with our section, The Waffle. The Waffle. Our topic on The Waffle tonight is what actually is a single malt whiskey. I mean, is there a legal definition? Yes, there is indeed, Nick. Excellent. Moving on. Uh, next segment. No, no, sorry. Um, tell us, what is that definition, Ted? Okay, well, let's take a small step back and talk about what is a whiskey. Ted, what is a whiskey? Okay, what is a whiskey? Now, yes. a whiskey has to be made from three things. It's what made things? from water, a grain of some sort, yep. and some yeast. Yeast, yes, gotcha. Yep, and when you combine all those three things together and distill them, you'll get a whiskey of some sort. When we're talking about a single malt whiskey though which we are things get a little bit more specific right so we're still going to use some water now the water in theory can just be used from any old tap but any any sort of good distillery worth its salt will have a very romantically named lock which will draw its water source from it's a great marketing ploy that's a lock-in Okay, so we're still going to have a water. Now, the grain that we use to make a single malt whiskey is malted barley. Malty barley? No, malted barley. Malted no, no, barley. No. Nick Ted. Nick Ted. No, 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 my friend. You seem a little bit confused. Let me help you out here. Yeah, I've had a lot of whiskey tonight, yeah. Okay, so when we're talking about uh, malted barley... Malting is a process. What you do is you get your barley. Barley is a grain. It is. Now, to malt it, what we're going to do is we're going to put some water on it, which makes it wet. <laughs> yes, this is very specific so far. Continue. Thanks. Um, so, once we've put our water on it, what happens, though, is the grain starts to germinate, which then starts to... The, the grain starts developing sugars in it, mm, sugar. which is what then the yeast uses to produce alcohol. When the barley has germinated enough, we cook it to kill it off. And that cooking and sort of that that whole process is what's known as malting. Um, And so our cooked barley at the end is what we're then going to use to make whiskey. Now, single malt, the single malt also refers to the fact that it is the product of one distillery. So probably all heard of blends, I'm sure. If not, you've all heard of Johnny Walker. Continue. So a blend is whiskey that is made using different spirits from a variety of different distilleries. And they're all combined together and they're turned into sort of one drink whereas a single malt whiskey now that is the product of one particular distillery so Mm. it's one distillery using malted barley to make their spirit and they're not combining it with the product of any other distillery it's 
very selfish of them. Yes, but it also means that they create a unique spirit. Yeah, you're right. It's very unique. Shut up. (laughs) So that's what a single malt is. Does that mean that's what a whiskey is? Is that the same definition? Well, no, not exactly. So a whiskey... That's a shame. It means we're going to have to waffle more now. A whiskey, by definition, is a spirit that is made using a grain that has been fermented and then distilled. Yeah, malted barley. We've talked about that. But what else? Well, so other grains that you can use are ones like corn or rye or wheat. Wheat. Quinoa. Or or quinoa. (laughs) We're still waiting, whippersnapper. Get us some quinoa. But malted barley is is the thing. I mean, what do you have to do with this malted spirit? Well, so once we've distilled our spirit, we then have to put it into barrels. 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 Mm, Sounds expensive. (laughs) Well, it is is rather. Now, the barrels have to be made out of oak. We use these barrels to age our whiskey in. I'd say that barreling gives three quarters of the flavour and certainly four quarters of the colour to any whiskey that you drink. And how does it do that? Well, the whiskey, it interacts with the oak. It soaks into the wood and then it soaks out of the wood. Because of the temperature, it just sort of uh, just sort of gets hot and it gets cold and it moves into the oak and moves out again. And that just interacts with the previous flavor from these barrels. We'll talk more about aging in a different podcast, but sherry cask, port cask, bourbon cask, red wine cask, virgin oak, like it just interacts with the wood and gives it so much more flavor than it would have any other way. That's rather amazing. I know it is. It's very spare at the moment, but it, it works. Which brings us to... Single malts, and we've got two single malts we're going to try in episode three in a section called The Whiskey. Okay, so our two The Whiskey whiskies tonight are completely different. One is from Scotland. Yeah, fair enough. One is from Australia. <laughs> Anyone who guess we're from Australia? Let's start with the Australian one. We're not from Tassie, though, are we, Ted? We're, I mean, we're from Tassie. Well, yeah, okay. Ted and I are from Tassie, but this whiskey tonight is not... We're going to the mainland. The mainland is what, well, Tasmanians call the rest of Australia. Um, we're going to the mainland in Melbourne specifically. And cheers, Ted. No worries. <laughs> um, I've got a very soft spot for this distillery. Is it sort of around your midsection? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and below. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I can't help but love a bit of Starwood. From the New World Whiskey Distillery. Um, They bottle their whiskey called Starwood. And they work very hard to produce whiskey for us. How hard? That's what she said. (laughs) No, um, they they distill for, you know, 18 hours a day. They're just aiming to get lots and lots of product out there, which is so commendable. Because you know why? It means that the whiskey is affordable. We can we can afford to buy this whiskey. Cheers, Starwood. One of the problems with the Australian whiskey, and I suppose particularly Tasmanian whiskey, is that it's very expensive. The distilleries are very small and very small scale, which means they produce a fairly small amount of spirit too, and which means that they're comparatively expensive. That's it, and we haven't received any sponsorship for our podcast yet, so we are more likely to buy the more affordable whiskies. Because the whiskey is quite expensive, it means that it's sort of, you have to save up a little bit to buy a bottle. Starwood, on the other hand, because they work so hard to produce so much, they can bring their price point down to a much more reasonable level. And you can buy it on a whim. Like I did for this bottle. It's great. And this is their, what's called their, well, it's called their single malt, but we know it as their apera cask because it has been matured in barrels that have once contained 
Well, not sherry, per se. What is a para? In Australia, we're technically not meant to be calling sherry sherry, unless it's been made in Spain. In the Jerez region, in fact. In, indeed. Um, whereas it's been made in South Australia, which is not quite Spain. So the Australian name is Apera, and this whiskey has been matured in Apera barrels. A pair, that, a pair of barrels. A pair of Apera barrels, yeah. <laughs> it probably is a marriage of at least two. No, mm. this, this sherry flavouring really gives it a sweet, easy-drinking note. I find this easy drinking. It's a fat, broad whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's just got it's got raisins. It's got all that sort of sherry stuff, but it's sweeter. It's got oranges and citrus too, chocolate even, spice, mm, nutmeg, ginger. There's a bit of that lingering. But the thing is, it's it's good to drink. It's really easy to drink, and the Starwood is is a drink for everybody. It's it's not a premium price, but it's just a tasty drop. And we enjoy it. It's because we're classless Australians. Mm. And we're proud of that. We don't mind it. Whiskey for the everyman. And you know what? They do some other variations as well. Like, this isn't the only one they do. They do a wine cask, which a lot of people really love. And we don't mind it either. We prefer this apparel, though. Mm. But the wine cask is great. Starwood is a really good introduction to Australian whiskey. Coming up next, a whiskey from Isla. Isla is a magical place fantastic place it is and we have gone to the second whiskey we tried from isla after our whiskey waffle favorite lagavulin we decided well i decided because ted had bought the lagavulin i decided to try and one-up him and i bought lafroig quarter cask it's lafroig which is another isla whiskey but they've stuck it in really tiny barrels why would they do that I, why would they do that I, I don't know it's, you know they only had small ones left no uh the smaller barrels means more contact with oak which means maturation faster but the lafroig quarter cask just packs this peaty punch speaking of peaty punches using this microphone without a pop filter peaty punch is about as bad a phrase i could possibly say let's try that ready on the count of three one two three peaty punch sorry you guys using headphones out Whoa, there look at those spikes oh so many spikes we've been punched in the face with pete and we love it let's stay away from p words don't yeah lafroig is the pettiest punch of all. And I know I'm going venturing back into those P words again, but it is, it is. It's just got all you want from a peated whiskey. It's young, it's fiery, it's energetic. It's it's like a bonfire in your mouth. Lefroig like to say about their spirit that it is a light spirit, heavily peated. And it is. The the spirit underneath is quite elegant and refined. Yeah, to a, to a certain point. Mm. But there is, a, there is a still this degree of youthful energy coming through. It's great. I have a Lefroig anecdote. Here we go, a Lefroig anecdote. Okay, so when I was on Isla... Oh, it's a make Nick jealous type anecdote. Go on. Yes. When I was on Isla, I booked a tour to go see Lefroig Distillery. As you would. As you would, of course. When no. I rocked up... It turned out that I was the only person on that tour, which means that I pretty much got a personalised tour. That's even better. It was fantastic. We went and saw all the different things. I got to try some wash straight out of the barrels. I got to go dip my finger into the stream of new make coming off the still. You guys probably bought that bottle. (laughs) Yeah. Got to check out the barrels. It's fantastic. Mm. I can highly recommend turning up to tours where And the no best thing was, he got a tour from Egret from Game of Thrones. Yes. I can't remember her name now, but she was pretty much Egret. Ah, jealous. Anyway, but Lafroig is probably the iconic 
repeated distillery in the world. And the quarter cask is my favourite example of it. It is. It's my favourite. I've tried a bunch of different... I've tried the 18. Flippin' hell. But the quarter cask is my favourite example. Age does take away a bit of the peat. Which is disappointing, because we love peat. Um, Whereas the quarter cask saves the peat in all its glory, but also matures it with these quarter casks. So we've had some Starwood. We've had some Laphroaig tonight. We love our juxtaposition. And I also love the fact that even at this stage of the evening, I can use words like juxtaposition and still pronounce them. I've failed in that too. Juxtaposition, I can pronounce that. And um, I know what it means too. It's so different. They have two very, very different whiskies. Both of them are very unique. Shut up! (laughs) Do you have a favourite out of the two? Definitely the Laphroaig. Yeah, true. The Laphroaig's my favourite too, but they're both great. Here at Whiskey Waffle, we are big peat heads. We love our peated whiskies. Don't offend all the non-peat people. We'll do a few episodes with no peated whiskey, just for you guys. Um, No, seriously, let us know on Twitter, at Whiskey Waffle, and um, pick us some whiskeys to try. Like, we'd love to talk about your picks. We're going to introduce a brand new segment, and this segment is called... Sour Plums. The reason this section is called Sour Plums is because it is a tasting note challenge. Because we call ourselves whiskey reviewers. We've written a bunch of whiskey reviews online at whiskeywaffle.com. But the thing is, after we've written these reviews, do we actually remember what we've said? I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be no. Not a jot. We're going to play the Sour Plums Challenge. Because we say, when in doubt, if you can't think of a tasting note, say Sour Plums. Ted has chosen a review that I have written on whiskeywaffle.com and he's asking me to identify. Well, Ted, what are you asking me to identify? Mick, I am asking you to identify your tasting notes for the Highland Park 18-year-old. The first time we tried this, we were standing where we are currently sitting. The only thing was that there were no chairs then because there wasn't even a ceiling then. There were certainly no walls. It was being built. Um, But now we're sitting in chairs comfortably in comfort and <laughs> and drinking highland park 18 and i gave this some tasting notes that i have no idea what they were but on the nose it's very well it's savory it's meaty but it's it's like burnt fruit that's so, so so by burnt fruit don't you mean uh bursts of raisins and prunes yeah well it's that sort of fruit dark fruit um dried fruit dried fruit sorry not burnt fruit dried fruit yeah it's, isn't that what i said yeah but also on the nose i'm getting it's light sort of very light smokiness. It's like gentle, gentle sea spray, but not quite. I, look, I'm not sure where you mentioned sea spray before. I, I mean, the review doesn't seem to mention any, but it does sort of mention sea spray. Nothing, yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, you might have been thinking along the lines of it being coastal. I did pretty much specify that in different ways. On the palate, what am I getting? What am I getting? Um. That there's definitely plenty of, of that sort of sultanery flavour coming through, but it's there's a gentle, distant whiff of smoke on top of. <laughs> Look, you did you did mention that it was a dash of uh, smoke. I did. There. I mentioned that with my with my words. You're not very very close to what you wrote before. I, I wrote that there was no smoke. No, you did that? write that there was smoke. But Excellent. Some of the, oh. some of the other stuff that you said was was completely inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I'm just sort of. Adding to the stuff that I previously wrote. Okay. What did I write, Ted? Put before, me my before my phone dies. So, Nick, your tasting notes for this review of the Highland Park 18-year-old. On the palate is... The nose is delightfully coastal and sherried. It is particularly dry 
and bursts with raisins, prunes, and smoked salmon. Oh, that's what I was trying to spot. Smoked salmon. I should have said fishy. The one time I didn't say fishy. A dash of smoke hits you on the palate. Yep. Before quickly subsiding and giving way to grapes, cherries, peppermint, and salami. Oh, yes. I said meat, didn't I? I said meat once upon a time. Um, On the finish, it is... It is long, medium in length. The finish is not medium length. It is long. It is long to medium. <laughs> <laughs> and contains an oakiness which calls to mind old wooden furniture. Well, it's certainly old. There's something about it that screams old. A Highland Park 18. I've got to love it. No matter what I get from it, it depends on what mood I'm in, but that's mainly an excuse. We've got a brand new segment tonight. It's very exciting because this segment is called... Drinking Buddies. Drinking Buddies! Drinking Buddies. We, we don't have a pop filter, so we... We don't have a pop filter, so every time we say Paul, Paul, Paul yeah. goes up. All right. I am a drinking buddy of Ted and Nick. Uh, I am a Scotsman. What? So- what? You didn't tell us this. No, I'm Irish. That's what you thought all this time, you know. We, cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your last yeah. name is Moran, so... Yeah, it's an yeah. Irish name. You've, but, you've lost any sense of anonymity. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my whiskey, and that's why I drink with Nick and Ted. Well, not only the reason, but... However... It's, it's also because, you know, he's Scottish. It's, it's, it's mother's milk to you. He had it rubbed on his gums when he was teething. <laughs> <laughs> well, my 13th birthday I did spend at the famous Grouse Distillery. And that was partially due my mum worked for the company and I got to come for a free free tour. And then I got offered a dram at the end and they went, oh, wait, you're 13, so you're not getting that. <laughs> that was part of the reason. Most of the reason was because he's Scottish. And that's what they do on 13th birthday parties. That's no, it's just tradition, you know. You've got to have whiskey on your 13th birthday. The rest of us go down to the bowling lanes or the ice rink. Scottish boys of the age of 13 well, go to when, their local distillery that's when you christen your liver <laughs> you know you've got, to, you've got to get that nice silver lining over the top before you get that age of 15, 16 when you truly start <laughs> drinking so the important thing we want to know about Paul like you, you've seen it all because you know you're a local but what are your favourites what, what do you turn to as a Scotsman what are your favourite whiskies? what makes you tick my favourite whiskies. I'm not going to speak for Scotland because there are so many goddamn whiskies. But Scotland. while you're here, speak for Scotland. Just, um, just start singing. Just start singing. Yeah, okay. of Scotland. No, right. Okay, so my favourite whiskies on a personal sort of um, flavour. I tend to like anything that's finished in sherry. Ockintosh and Three Wood is probably at the top of my list. It is very sherry. It, there's, there's two bottles of sherry in there, Ooh. actually. Balvenie Doublewood, that's another one at the top of my list. It's, uh, as I say, anything fish and sherry is at the top of my list. However, that being said, I like, I can, <laughs> this sounds bad, I can drink any whiskey. Like, um, I enjoy something nice and light. Like, that's a Friday night whiskey. It's a, I finished the working week, I need something light that I can just throw back and enjoy. That's a Glen Murray for me. Hmm. Throw it down, throw it down. But at the same time, I can enjoy a Laphroaig, which is like, oh my God, I'm tasting charcoal. But it's not. It's something beautiful to it. So it's really, whiskey for me is something I enjoy by mood as well as taste. So if you're in a a mood for sitting by the fire, that's something that involves peat. That's, that's your Laphroaig, that's your Lagavulin. However, if you're sitting with your feet up on the couch, just chilling out, 
nice and easy. That's your Balvenie Double Wood, your easy drinking, nice and sweet, just really easy to enjoy kind of whiskies. That's me. That's me. And uh, of course, the question we have to ask, being Tazzy boys, like, what do you think of our pretenders out here? We're, we're, we're making this stuff and calling it whiskey. How do you feel about that? What's your thought on new old whiskey? Yeah. Well, at least you spell your whiskey without the E. This is true. That's a very good step in the right we're direction. Already ahead of the Irish. Yes, and you're way Irish. ahead. Yeah. Those goddamn Irish that where my all my family heritage comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it, on the whole, I'll have to say that I have thoroughly enjoyed all my experiences in Tasmanian whiskey. Lark being probably at the forefront of that, nice. as well as Sullivan's Cove. As my grandma would say, no, only the Scots make whiskey. That's it. <laughs> Scot- Scotland invented it. Only Scotland drinks it. Only Scotland makes it. That's it. It doesn't exist anywhere else. <laughs> But that's a stub- stubborn old generation for you. But um, no, Sullivan's Cove and Lark have done a very good job. And um, no, Tasmanian whiskey is just, it's really ready to take off and it's really exciting. You're warming um, our heart, Paul. You are warming our heart. And that's not the whiskey. That's your words. That is yeah. all. Bear in mind, I've, I have had a few drams before this interview, so yeah. I could be saying anything. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true. This is, this is what happens on the Whiskey Waffle podcast. We ply all our guests with as much whiskey as possible, and then they will speak glowingly about anything we suggest to them. I'll, I'll say anything if you give me free whiskey. <laughs> so don't take anything into account that I say for real. Take that in mind, prospective guests. <laughs> we will give you plenty of whiskey. Very nice, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us in Waffle HQ. I'm getting the impression we're going to have to get you back, I think, on a future Waffle oh, podcast. Oh, definitely. The main reason is because all our listeners will mainly be tuning in for you, I think. is the, Oh, is that's the, beautiful. Yeah, that's, yeah. Be- that's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks, Paul. That brings us to an end of our podcast for today. Thanks very much for sticking with us and all that whiskey-fueled rambling. We very much enjoyed talking to you guys. Despite the fact we're absolutely full of it, and when we say it, we mean whiskey, stick with us because there will be some more. Whiskey. Keep Keep on on waffling. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. You've got a bit of a droop there. Yeah, I do. (laughs)